everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. Before we get started, as always, I just want to say thank you guys so much for allowing me to continue to share myself in this vulnerable space in a way that is authentic and true. And I just want to say thank you guys for all of your continued support. Um, So feel free to continue to subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll be notified when new episodes come out since I don't really stick to a schedule. And feel free to leave me some feedback or, you know, rate the podcast. Uh, That would be super helpful. But this week, I am really excited because I get to talk about something that is so near and dear to my heart, and that is music. So I have a background in DJing, so i actually never been really a musician per se, but the idea of being able to curate music and change the feeling of a room and shift the energy using music and vibration and sound has been something that is so integral in my life. And I feel very passionate about it. So it only makes sense that when I started practicing Reiki, when I started doing healing work, that music was a big part of my journey and a big part of what I do. So anyone who's ever had a session with me knows that I utilize a lot of high vibrational sound. I incorporate a lot of music. And I do this because I do feel that that it is such a beautiful tool in being able to shift the frequency of the energy around the body and clear up blockages within the body. And one of the people who really kind of inspired me to start to do this in my Reiki sessions and my energy work was the person I got to sit down with and record this interview with. Her name is Karam of Beautiful Sounds here in San Diego, and she is just an absolute light in our community and in the world. She has a huge vision and she is doing amazing things. And she is a curator of simple sound healing instruments that have the most incredible resonance and incredible sounds and just power these instruments have. And they're so easy to play. You don't have to be a musician or a practitioner to utilize these instruments. That's what I love about them. So anyone can bring them into their life and receive the benefits. As a healer, a lot of the times, it's very difficult to find some way that you can give back to yourself. And what I have found in utilizing these instruments in my own personal meditative practice, I have gained so much. And it's just such a beautiful thing. So she actually has a retreat and workshop space here in San Diego called Moon Haven, where we recorded from. So stay on the lookout. There's a grand opening going to be happening June 8th. And in that space, she has her instrument sanctuary where you can set up a one-on-one appointment and you can come in and you can get your hands on these instruments and really feel held and be in a safe space and have an experience and find out which one of these instruments really speaks to your soul. And there are very few places in the world where I feel like that's something you can do. So it's a beautiful thing she's creating. And she also does one-on-one sound healing sessions as well as is sound medicine sessions that are a completely immersive experience, which she'll talk all about here in the podcast. So without further ado, if you guys are interested, you can find her on Instagram at playbeautifulsounds, or you can find her online at playbeautifulsounds.com. And you can reach out to her that way directly through Facebook or any of those social media outlets or her website. And of course, I'm an ambassador for Play Beautiful Sounds too. So if anyone has any questions, you can also reach out to me. But I'm really thrilled that I got the opportunity to sit down and just, we geeked out for seriously like two hours because we just both love music so much. And so it was really, really fun. We played a lot of really cool instruments. So 
definitely utilize your headphones for this one because the instruments we play have a lot of high vibrational sound, high resonance. So it's probably going to best be experienced through headphones um, or a good set of speakers versus your desktop computer. So once we start getting into that, I highly recommend putting on the headphones and just kind of zoning out. Uh, just her voice alone listening. I could listen to her talk all day. You guys will see what I'm talking about. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And yeah, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get right to the interview. Thanks again so much, guys, for all your support. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is a really exciting episode of the podcast. I am sitting here at Moon Haven here in San Diego with Creme Brulee. <laughs> and she is a facilitator of Play Beautiful Sounds. Her Beautiful Sounds. Beautiful Sounds. Or just Beautiful Sounds, but we play Beautiful Sounds. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're going to talk all things sound medicine today and sound healing and play with a bunch of really amazing instruments that have just these incredible renaissance re resonance if you will like oh gosh I can't even I can't even I'm so I'm in a state of such calm being here it's I feel like my, like you said like my brain doesn't want to function properly so this might be a little all over the place kind of podcast today so <laughs> Well, it's just a reflection also of me, and I'm usually all over the place. So I'm going to blame it on the creative mind. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. This is a space of complete creativity. So, so Krem, I want you to just kind of tell us your story as far as how you found this as a passion and how you came into this and how it's become what it is. Sure. I'll kind of explain a little bit more even what this is. Yeah. What, what is, is this? <laughs> what is Beautiful Sounds? What is, who am I? And, mm -hmm. um... How'd we get here? Is that what we're saying? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. You took the words right out of my mouth. Wonderful. So, so just to say, like in the present moment right now, um, beautiful sounds uh, is is a total reflection of my journey of discovering how music and healing overlap. So, um, for about five years now, I've been dedicating myself um, to to finding out how can I one find find a way to make a living with music so I've always had music in my life since since my early 20s I'd say um, back coming back into music um, in college playing guitar and got it really into drumming and things like that but so I'd always had music as a real joy in my life um, but I had never considered creating a career around uh, making music so um in any case, I, uh, I, I, it, it's been an evolution, just been an evolutionary path 
uh, to come to where I am now. So Beautiful Sounds is actually a, a business that's grown out of my own desire to find instruments that I could play really easily because I just, I, I don't have the patience to learn um, a bunch of traditional instruments. To me, it was like, I played guitar for a while, like I mentioned, um, but I got to a point where I, I got frustrated in my creation process because I didn't know enough and I didn't have the patience to want to like, take a bunch of lessons and to, to find out, like I, I made songs, I created songs. Right. Um, I made a lot of love songs actually, uh, with depending on who I was dating, I usually made, but they usually kind of funny and love, love songs are funny songs. And, but they were always, um, the very basic format of like, um, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. There's something special in um, songs called the bridge where like it'll take you off into some other key and come back. And we don't know, we're not thinking about that in our minds. Um, what happens in the songs that are really good but it always like comes back to like right. something like and i didn't know how to take it away and bring it back and so i got also to a frustrated place there like well if i really want to make songs that have that are more than just like cute little funny songs but and i don't know i i kind of like lost a lost my interest because it got more difficult but i had a lot of fun with that so then i found myself into i'm doing a lot more drum circles and and that kind of um uh, environment where you have a lot of people playing uh, together and it's really jiving and grooving and um, that became more of my my passion was like drumming and percussion um, and singing uh, it more in, in a group kind of participatory form um, so that was a big part of my my path and I was actually a part of this uh, mm, I was living in DC at the time and a friend of mine started a, a drumming activist group Oh, wow. So he, there are a bunch of uh, this group of friends, so I kind of was pulled into activism through drumming. Um, it was called the Rhythm Workers Union. And what we did was we would um, get together, we'd learn some rhythms together, but then we took it out into all the protests that were happening in D.C. So like there'd be all these protests or marches happening in D.C. on a regular basis. And so we kind of inserted this joyful um, caravan of musicians to kind of lift the spirits of everyone and to bring that together. And drumming has always been that um, for me in my life. There's a big chunk of time, at least like 10 or 12 years, where I was really focused on drum circles and and that um, and and the joy that can come from that when you when you take away the barriers to making music together. And drumming is perfect for that um, because it's some people call it the universal language. Um, and so what's interesting is that many of the instruments that I've found and that are now in the Beautiful Sounds collection on my website and here in my showroom, my instrument sanctuary, as we were talking about earlier, um, here in my home, um, uh, they're they're percussive in nature because that that's a reflection truly of my my. Uh, my desire, my, my love of, of, of striking things and making music. <laughs> so, um, so the, so I've had so, so many different formative experiences that have led up to kind of what I'm doing now. It's so incredible because it, what you're talking about is more of that improvisational in the moment creation. Absolutely. Versus that structured have to follow something not trying to create recreate a song exactly uh, but very... creating our own like music together and actually thank you so much for bringing that up because improvisation is such a is such a huge piece for me in my own creation um so besides having beautiful sounds which is uh you know i resell these beautiful handcrafted um instruments which we're going to play some today um 
I, uh, I'm also a performer. I'm also a, a, a facilitator of sound healing experiences. I'm a live musician that works with other facilitators um, of a wide spectrum of healing modalities and, and different types of uh, circles. And um, I've been doing that. It's really my sweet spot is yeah. playing live music improvisationally and creating a soundscape for um, for all of these deeper transformational type experiences where people are, are there to really grow and the music can just create such a beautiful nest for them to, to, to be in. Um, to to support their their journey uh, and their growth so that's a good that's a good segue I'm like my brain yeah. i was never diagnosed with add um or adhd or whatever the ddds are these days um but i think i have it <laughs> well it comes in really handy when it comes to multiple instruments being played you know in a very sort of non-structured way and it it it's, it's I, I always feel like there's a reason that we behave the way we do and a lot of it has to do with like you said I feel like people with things like that or like their brains are more inclined to go that way are much more creative because they operate kind of in a sporadic space yeah so I've been working to embrace that aspect of me 100% yeah (laughs) it's it's, I mean because her sound journeys like just incredible that the amount of instruments that you can implement and play in one session it's just yeah wild. thank you thank you i yeah. know that you've experienced it personally um it's evolved over time um so many people will do a, a sound bath they may have a sound bath sound journey there's a lot of different names for it now there's mm-hmm. a lot more people coming out and experimenting with creating experiences with sound and music um, with the healing intention. It's kind of yeah. like the long version. I feel like sound healing uh, as a descriptor is like a, a genre now yes. uh, more than anything. Um, so in, in the way that I create um, this type of experience is through layering melody, through layering um, even my voice. I, I use a looper. So I'm a looping musician. And so um, that's what allows me to create so many different layers, either with my voice, um, with different instruments in my voice, um, along with nature sounds and some other things that I just, I'm, it's a really fun creation process of, uh, I feel like a like healing mix master <laughs> in some ways. Um, but if I just had the instruments and I was just playing them one at a time, that can be very powerful too. Uh, but for me, it was more fun to start really layering and experimenting. And that's where like the, what I would say the the soundscape artistry comes in is in in how to skillfully blend all of these different sounds and move through a continuous piece of music that's being improvisationally created in the moment and really holding that space in that field for people to to surrender into um, and to you know depending if they're just laying back and, and, and receiving the sounds or if they're in a process and the sounds are supporting them. Um, it's just a it's just so fun for me yeah no i mean yeah. it's definitely like that's it's an art for sure and as far as like layering the sounds now when it comes to like they talk about frequency um you know changing like these vibrations that come off of these instruments and i feel like we're getting to a point where there's a lot of research being done about how frequency can affect our like cellular structure um, so do you feel like, do you feel like that's something that, that has kind of, you've seen that or you, 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 I mean, you can definitely feel it, but as far yeah. as like being a creator and a curator of that, um, 
do you do you kind of just read a crowd and figure out kind of where where it's going to go or do you sort of have kind of a pre-planned idea oh that's a great question i am a completely intuitive improvisational creator so whether i'm reading it if i'm reading the energy it's not in a way that i could ever explain right so i'll I'll say um one of the the main trainings that I did in the beginning of my journey with sound healing and um, just to say I went from drumming and, and one of my friends in this in this group that I was in um, his name is Patrick and he played didgeridoo and that really struck my attention like how does he do that it's such an unusual instrument if people are listening don't know what it is um, it's it can be any pretty much like any tube but it's the way that you play it and have a circular breath um, in it, it's an indigenous instrument from Australia, um, with this really beautiful deep drone, like visceral vibration. Um, so I learned from him how to get started, and then I, I taught myself the circular breath. Um, it was the didgeridoo that was really the portal for me to mm. want to go deeper into learning about how to, how does this work? How how, how are people being affected by? Um, these these vibrations of the instruments that that kind of brought me into taking a training with someone named Jonathan Goldman he's in Colorado and he's put on a healing sounds intensive every year it's like six days straight of learning how to use the voice and different instruments and um and so I I went into that um that training like I want to say 15 years ago (laughs) or something like that so there was actually quite a gap of when I took that training and then I it kind of showed up as like okay this is the time to to really bring this through um but to bring it back to um your question about frequencies and 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 sort of my approach uh of that I I I haven't found that I get juiced up around the academic um approach or the more mental approach of it Mm -hmm. so so there are tons of uh there's a a lot more research going in I like to see like the the science and magic worlds are trying starting to overlap yeah that's what I would say like Mm -hmm. the science the scientific um uh you know measurements like the way how we can get more micro measurements of things on all levels um are getting so fine-tuned that they're starting to tune into the subtle energies that we are already experiencing in different ways as as healers and as uh, intuitives and um there's there that's starting to overlap more so i feel like we're going to see more and more and more evidence scientific <laughs> i have air quotes which you cannot hear evidence yeah <laughs> i mean there's uh, there's there's something to that because there's there's people that are going to need that the validity yeah the validity of the scientific study you know and that's it's helpful all the way around i think as well but for thousands and thousands of years different cultures have used sound and healing um you know without the need for that just sort of like seeing the results and moving forward with that yeah. So, so I, I'm not like, I'm not the, the one to name any studies. I'm not the one to, <laughs> to, so I, I love to, to live by example and just to show like, okay, I say, well, okay, people will, will call me like, and I, and I'm starting to use it now because of the genre sound mm-hmm. healer. Oh, I'm a sound healer. Oh, okay. I think I know what you mean. You know, it's starting to come up more in the uh, commonplace uh, term, at least in our worlds. Yeah. <laughs> starting to leak more into the general populace, you know, of like, oh, yeah, a sound bath, you know, I know yeah. what that is, you know. But but I've always, I've been a little bit on the, like, hesitant to, to take on that 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 layer. Yes. And there's, there's lots of pieces to that. 
you know, um, just of like claiming it of like, oh, there's always, healing yeah. that happens when I play. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know this because of what people say to me after, or I know right. it in the reflections from, from my experience, I'm sitting down and being as present as I can with all the tools that I have available, all these different instruments, um, these different apps that I use for creating sounds and I'm, and I'm dropping into a presence. You know, like that's one of the biggest tools that I like to share with people um, to simplify things. That's really authentic for me. So this training, just to bring it all the way back um, to that, to the training that I took with Jonathan Goldman, he shared a really beautiful formula. He called it, a, I don't know, formula, but a, a concept of how to look at um, using sound for healing, which was you have the, all these frequencies. And so he studied systems from around the world for his thesis like years and years ago and what he found was like none of them matched up like there's not like oh this this uh part of the world you know use these frequencies this part of the world use these or like this set and they didn't so he's like huh what is the missing piece and so um a, his his uh his conclusion there was that it's the intention the intention while you're playing uh whatever frequency is just as powerful as the frequency itself. Mm. And so that's what kept me from being completely overwhelmed with all the different exercises we were doing, right. all the different things we were learning uh, to go, oh, okay, I can, I can keep it simple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, great. As long as my intention is pure and it comes from a place of... Yeah, yeah. And there's probably more to it than yeah. I know how to say or people know how to reflect back to me in terms of what my gift is in this as well. So, you know, but what I do like to say is that with the instruments that I've found um, that we'll go through, anyone can start bringing in sound and healing into their life. Like anyone can. Anyone. Anyone can. Even, and I like to say it's like starting with you anyways, whether you're going to be playing for other people or it's just you in a personal practice, it starts with you and just being present with the sound and allowing, allowing whatever to come through to release perfection when for me personally if i were trying to follow some system that had specific frequencies for different effects and things i I think it would just drive me nuts so it it would it would discourage me from creating yeah you know because i'm i just want to create music (laughs) (laughs) so my journey has been like how do i create music and beautiful music that serves a greater purpose than just the music itself that's emitted you know um how do i become a a vessel for for healing you know how how can i be used and played by the universe so when you're playing do you feel almost like you go into like a meditative or trance like state almost sometimes and you kind of forget where you are what's happening well i do have like gear to manage and like layers so like there (laughs) i'm definitely present in but I can, I'm I'm happy to say like when I, especially if I'm doing layering with my voice, it can really transport me to a beautiful place. Yeah. It feels really good. I don't go off and have visions or anything like that. <laughs> um, other people do sometimes, you know, it's really fascinating. I like to include if I can a time for people um, after I've played, if it's just them receiving the sound, like that kind of a sound journey experience to be able to share afterwards and say, wow, how did the same piece of music affect everyone? Because people go in 
all different directions with how the sound affects them. And I think that's really fascinating because the thing to think about there is that, you know, even if you did the same exact piece of music, say I wasn't an improvisational musician, I said, okay, for the next six experiences or whatever, I'm just going to do the same exact thing every time. I'll do my best, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know, you're going to have a ton of different experiences because uh, that people reflect because they're all dynamic vibrational beings too. Everyone's coming with their full life experience, all of the things that have happened to them in their life, in that day, in the moments before they arrived that, and, and then they're changing self during the experience. Like every, we're just constantly changing. We're not one frequency, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? you know? Right. So, but it's interesting uh, what happens for everyone. And that's been really cool just to hear in five years, you know, from I was actually a massage therapist for many years as well. Um, and I I didn't get that same uh, one on one one on one sessions are, are, are just a totally different yeah. uh, thing, animal experience for the practitioner and the, and the receiver than I've really found. I love the group experience most um, because you get that witnessing when people talk about it. You get that. Um, there, there's something really cool about it. And I can feel like uh, I'm, I'm serving a greater number of people, and that's kind of fun to you. Yeah, definitely. What's the largest group that you've played for so far? I would say that probably at um, – I'm a musician, um, a sound healing musician that plays at Shakti and Bhakti Fest, uh, which okay. is a yoga festival out in Joshua Tree. Yes. I'll be playing again actually in May. Are you really? Yeah, as a solo oh, artist. So cool. Okay. Yeah. So if you guys are going to Bhakti Fest, yeah, gotta check this out. Yeah. So Shakti Fest, Shakti Fest and Bhakti Fest are like sister festivals. So like the Shakti Fest ones in May, and it's the second weekend in May. When's in Joshua Bhakti Tree. Fest? Is Bhakti that... Fest is in October. October. Yeah. It's in yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and that one's usually a little bit um, bigger. And but so I'd say um, they changed locations now, but they were at the Joshua Tree. Um, retreat center and in the last two times we've been in this beautiful sanctuary space and it can fit more people but i would say probably um 250 people maybe wow yeah that's powerful yeah you can just feel that much energy in an enclosed space i feel like just anytime i go anywhere like where there's like a concert or something it's like the same that that the energy is always so heavy and then to have it all kind of come together when you start creating that music it just it there's something so powerful about it because, it, like you said, it brings so much out of everybody and different different feelings, different emotions, different vibrations, and it just creates this, like you said, layering. Just yeah. like the, the music is layered, the energy in the room becomes yeah. layered in a like really a beautiful lasagna. way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which may even be more neater than it is. <laughs> it's not a neat sack or anything like that. Yeah, that, that's been a really um, beautiful uh, event to be a part of. Um, there's a there's a separate zone called the the sound temple and so that's been happening the last few years um, and been put together um, and so I've been uh, blessed to kind of be invited to be a part of that and so I've been in uh, collaborations within that I've been a solo artist uh, in there so this year I'm going again solo to perform and um, that's been really fun because <laughs> people who come to those festivals that you know they're not your typical um, like the festivals that I would think of where it's like I love electronic music, but, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's a lot more uh, um, hallucinogens and, and things where the, the energy can get kind of like chunky. Yeah. I would call it. I don't know. That's a good word for it. Chunky. Chunky energy. Yeah. yeah so in these, in these uh, festivals, it's very encouraged for people to just be very clean. There's not a lot of um, 
not too, not too many of the drugs. <laughs> and people are like chanting, like there's like kirtan all day, there's yoga all day. So people are really blissed out. And so that's a really fun environment to bring the sound to because they're really receptive. Yeah. I've played at um, some of the other types of festivals like in a sound healing area, but then you have the in the background. In the background. Yeah. <laughs> some people love that, you know, because uh, yeah, I thought I would too, but uh, it turns out I'm not a festival bunny after all. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> You know, it's so funny because they always talk about, like, the bass drum and the bass. I feel like that's, for me, like, with instruments, I always feel like it's the bass of whatever I'm listening to is usually what I feel like raises me or makes me feel, like, physically feel something. And I feel like that's true because physically bass is so heavy. Yeah, I love I love dancing yes. to electronic music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my medicines. And, yes. Uh, I'm starting to just... Um, now that I've uh, the room we're sitting in here now is my my living room, but I've cleared it out because I want to start. I'm starting to do more events here, more community events, and it's a perfect room to dance around. Ecstatic yeah. dancing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just with myself, and I'm kind of like, well, I won't <laughs> say when I'm going to do it because we're on a podcast. It's <laughs> forever uh, online, but um, but I'm gonna you know have an open invitation to my my friends and stuff to come and dance with me. And it's, it's not a public event. Like I'm actually trying to layer in a layer is a great word today. Um, more person, just fun, just fun. In my yeah. life, not be working all the time. So just gotta dance and keep move. in balance and yeah, gotta move like that outdoor shopping. movies and oh yeah, you know, like game nights and. I, I want all of those things. I miss those things in my life. We've like, I feel like a lot of us have gotten away from from those things. The collective We're such experience. an event, event culture here in yeah. San Diego, at least in the. Why can't I just be casual? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I just went to like a little brunch yesterday. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Just to hang out. I don't have to be on all the time. And that's a, no. that's a facilitator and a practitioner kind of, you know, I think a trap. We can just <sighs> always be providing, right, and not yeah. and not and not just hanging. It's hard to just it's casual. hard to just cut loose and receive for yourself. Yeah, I think sometimes, especially being in that role. So, and I I feel like for me when I because I, I the only instrument I have right now I don't see the only instrument but hopefully I can build my my sound medicine arsenal. But uh, I really love my tongue drum, and yeah. what I find is that when I sit down and play it for myself, I end up in this sort of state that. I am fully receiving something I'm giving myself. It's a gift I'm giving myself. And I absolutely never quite knew that that was something that I could do because as a practitioner, like you said, we're always giving, we're always giving. So to be able to have something tangible that I can use that I feel like I'm doing myself a service by playing it just for myself has been so beautiful as part of a meditative practice for sure so mm-hmm. i i got my tongue drum from from you and i uh-huh. oh gosh and so so the the beauty of these instruments too is they're you know for the most part everything's hand hand created um by artisans yeah and that's actually a really important piece um to beautiful sounds is the relationships i built with the with the individual instrument makers um, to know who they are as much as I can. Some of the, a few of the instruments I don't know the people personally, I haven't met them in person, but most of them I, well, we have a friendship that we've, yeah. and one of the things I want to do right now, um, my website is uh, playbeautifulsounds.com. 
Um, right now, it's mostly still f uh, focused on the instruments themselves and the collection. But um, I also have a section now of ambassadors, which mm -hmm. are on there. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so these are people in the, the healing fields um, of various kinds that have incorporated these instruments into their work. Um, and, and so that's who I'm, you know, they're, they're the people who are really carrying out and, and working with more people, but, but it's equally as important that, that the personal practice that anyone can bring these into their lives. They, they don't have to be in a professional field and doing that. But on my website, I'm highlighting those people who are yeah. really doing that. So that's an ambassador section. But a next, uh, thing I want to do is really highlight the makers themselves. I have a little tab on each of the product pages on the, um, online uh, store where you can learn a little bit more but I'd really like to start expanding that and as I can and, and tell their story. I get very inspired about the idea of the that spark of creation mm -hmm. and how full circle yes. you can like look into it you know so like all of these makers are creating these amazing instruments they have that there's something within them that 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 has that has inspired them to create these instruments and offer it to the world. And so they have their own unique story leading up to that. You know, like, what is that? What, what is that? You know, their spirit moving into these instruments that are going across the world, you know, and being played by individuals in their own practice, by musicians in their, you know, in their performances, by healers in their, in their practices, by teachers. Um, and so when we look at it as sort of like a, a spark or flame, like moving through all of that, like, okay, then these instruments move from their hands and their spirit moves into all of these other individuals who are going to take it and use it in their own unique way. And like, what is that story? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then what about the people who are receiving those sounds? If they're not playing them, they're receiving them. And what's their story and how is that being affected? And then like that, that whole loop is fun and so what I'm really enjoying as the uh yeah like the curator of this what beautiful sounds is becoming the the instruments that are that are incorporated into the the collection that's being built you know and available for people is like how can I be a more of a platform for sharing those relationships that relationship you know of of, of the creation process of of the the healing um that music and sound can bring to so many people and so my hope and my my intention is to keep growing the this part of what I do. I mean, I'm, I'm as an example of playing them, of being my own, like learning how to, to open myself up yeah. as as a creator, you know, of, of, of music. And, and then I have all these amazing tools to do that. Um, it's amazing. It's like a miracle for me. Yeah. How did this happen? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, you so look good. around and it's just like the way you can express yourself in so many different, with so many different instruments. Each each instrument conveys a different feeling, I feel like. So to be able to spark that and to be able to speak through those instruments, I think is a really beautiful thing. And it also, like you said, it kind of puts you in a very vulnerable position too, like you said, by opening yourself up in that way. So it's an expansive experience, not just for you, but for the people who are receiving as well. Yeah, when you when you talk about vulnerability, that's a huge piece, I think, which prevents many people from actually ever picking up an instrument. Or if oh, they yeah. did when they were little and they were told they, no, or, or, they, or, or for me, like my experience when I was young, I took piano lessons for a little while, I think recorder and <laughs> some of the things, like a lot of people had 
you know, tried some things when they were younger. And, and I, I actually, my memory of it is that I quit before yeah. the recital. Oh, yeah. And I oh was so gosh. freaked out. And I was like, no. And I wasn't enjoying any of it. And, and then I didn't come back into music until years later, until I was like in college. And, um, and uh, rediscovered it, you know. Rediscovered it so, in a way that wasn't you didn't feel like you were going to be judged or right. It was just for me. Yeah. Yeah. Your exactly. Own yeah, just for me and my own personal expression. And, and I and I found oh wow, I'd been uh, a jock <laughs> for many years. I played soccer through college, and um, I, it was my life was filled with sports, and I just burned out so hardcore from that. By the time I was done, and but I was starting to play music again. And, so I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have this creative aspect of me that's been, like... Suppressed for so long. Yeah, and just just waiting for me to say yes. Oh, Because wow. we all have that. Yes. You know? Um, we all have that piece of us. One of the... Um, before I became Beautiful Sounds as a business, um, I had started off as Yes to Music. The main focus was about music empowerment. For people I was doing workshops like even vocal work like improvisational um, singing kind of workshops I think that's, that's like a hard thing too to use your voice because I know for so many people like that is that is just a whole nother layer of vulnerability yeah you know? oh indeed <laughs> and, and it's been a journey for me mm-hmm. to um, it's been helpful getting reflections back from people like when you sang I went here, you know, to this place or wow, your voice. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Let me see if I can allow myself to sing more. Yeah. Even more. And so now it's actually quite a central piece of my sound journeys, especially with the looping. I can harmonize with my own self. So that's a beautiful thing. It sounds like there's four or five voices, like uh, singing some beautiful melody. Um, and um, that can be really powerful. Oh yeah, big for people. Time. I feel yeah. like for me. yeah, the voice definitely is just such a because we I think we oftentimes forget about our our voice being an instrument. Yeah, you know, but so much, so much of us is is here, and then when we express it, it's just like it can really do amazing things for people. You start to activate that sort of place in your body, and I think that if you if you allow it and you open it up and you really are receptive that it can change and you can tone it and tune it and do all these beautiful things with it that can be really powerful for people for sure yeah uh, I feel and, like and most importantly it. to our with ourselves yeah yeah, yeah. but i think it's just yeah. a matter of allowing ourselves that space to, to do that and open up and be that vulnerable so that's really beautiful that you were able to come to that place yeah through feedback and yeah yeah when I first started doing sound journeys I had mostly uh, I had a I had a crystal singing bowl at the time Mm -hmm. um people will notice if they go to my site or they come uh, to the instrument sanctuary here um I don't have um crystal bowls or (laughs) or Tibetan bowls or any of or gongs like there's a lot of like more what would seem like more traditional sound healing type of or like healing instruments I like to say like the beautiful sounds collection is a healing music instruments because they just it there's many ways that it's healing but their ease in their play and all that stuff every single instrument that she has here is is something that pretty much any anybody can play if you yeah. have fingers and hands and something to right. actually you don't even need hands probably 
Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean. It's very helpful. It is yeah. kind of helpful. <laughs> yeah. I don't put that on my website. That's necessarily required. But, but yeah. I just say, like, all these instruments are approachable, um, so you don't need to have previous musical experience, mm-hmm. um, and that um, you can start playing right away, and that it's just going to be beautiful. And that's why I named it Beautiful Sounds. Um because I love it when people like just start playing and they don't know the name of my business and they're like, oh, these are such beautiful sounds. I'm like, totally. <laughs> here's my card. Yeah, here's my card. <laughs> like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beautiful sounds. But uh, I was going to say one more thing about the, the, the crystal bowl or the, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, there's so I I'm kind of a klutz, honestly. Oh, yeah. They so scare I've, me. I've broken crystal bowls before and and i also know other people in the local area that are resources already for those types of tools i'm not trying to do i'm not trying to have every single instrument that could be put into like healing uh, category or or used in that way but i'm just i'm drawn to the instruments that um that i have a lot of metal actually i do have Mm -hmm. a lot of metal so at some point i may have tibetan or nepalese um uh singing bowls uh, because you can't break them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they've been banging them with hammers so yeah. you can't break them <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean like there you can you can mess with these instruments if you really try but but i like that they're they're hardier generally mm-hmm. than other ones but that's one, one of the reasons was well, i want to think of my business in terms of uh how does it fit into the how does it fit into a network like how does it how can it be how can it be unique because you know i there's something about that i want to be unique in the world but but then the instruments themselves are very unique but they're they're united in that they're so easy to play and they're not they're they're not always what you're going to find right right out out and about um there's one store that i was inspired by um it's in flagstaff it's called sacred rights and it's actually a sound healing uh store also with i think like tonkas and like Tibetan art. So I stumbled into that store one day, and um, that's when I discovered the the Senzala Kalimba, which I'll play oh, in a God, little bit. So magical, <sighs> yeah. So I'm not sure exactly where to start, um, but I picked up the flute, and I thought I might just talk about um, the Native American flute, which is yeah. one of the easiest flutes that anyone can play. In fact, people who've never say. played flute, like I used to go to farmers markets and stuff with beautiful sounds to, and uh, I discovered that it wasn't the best. Um, atmosphere <laughs> kind of loud and quick and people did um you know they were drawn to the instruments but um to I, i've changed the way that i i have i want to i want to have people come experience the instruments in more of a one-on-one fashion coming to coming to the house coming to Moonhaven, and coming to the instrument sanctuary and really um having the time to hear you know it's it's quieter here and people can take their time and, and find something that really suits them um but so so there's so many there's so many fun things well i was gonna say the flute is yeah. one when, when as soon as you say flute i immediately go to the flute that you know you tried to learn how to play when you were like in band and it's like, like got a like a million flute. different valves <laughs> and right. you're just like you have to like, like a have a special way. mouth uh special what's mouth. it called uh, uh, you have to wear like a let's mouth just call it special mouth spe- yeah you have to umbature. have a special mouth <laughs> the umbature i don't remember you have to have a special mouth and technique to say that word too yeah so it's, if you can't say it you can't probably can't play it <laughs> yeah. but then i look at these flutes these native american flutes and it's literally five 
holes. Yeah, five holes or six. Like this is a, has six holes, but I cover one. Mm-hmm. And that's so that uh, when you play a five-hole Native American flute, it's, it's in a pentatonic tuning. And that just means... Um, uh, to me, what that means is that it's easy to to play up and down the scale, and that you're not you're not trying to play like popular songs. Like the the this kind of scale and this kind of flute is really designed more for um, creating music, um, like a meditative music right in the moment. And you can to me, it's the closest instrument that I have to the heart expression. I was just gonna ask you as far as like chakras which what instruments you feel like resonate with each chakra so this one you feel like is more opening the heart space and and not even necessarily on the but yes if you want to use the chakra system i would say that the flute is the most connected to the heart chakra but people feel it all over the place Mm -hmm. and not everybody's the same and so i can't say that like this one is that chakra this one's that's not how it yeah. Back to kind of what I was saying There's earlier. There's no, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's more about the type of expression that comes through. And maybe maybe all of them are for the heart, too, then, mm-hmm. in that case. But there's something about um, when I started learning, um, kind of everything's been sort of on my own, except for a couple of people showed me some techniques you can use with the mouth to have more in the breath to have more dynamic playing uh, with the flute. And over time, I've, I've given myself a lot of opportunities to learn how to play these instruments by being, you know, by performing or by, or by being in that support role with the music and workshops and things. I've just put myself out there, and then I learn. Well, that's how you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. So the, the flute that I have here, um, the flute maker I work with is, is actually the most local maker that, um, that I'm connected with. His name's Oscar Rojas. He's in Santa Ana. He also makes the ceremonial hand drums that I oh, that I sell, yes. and he also makes beautiful rattles. He's an amazing artisan and human being. I've really been enjoying getting to know him, um, and his flutes are phenomenal uh, craftsmanship quality. Um, I have a double flute in my hand right now, and I'll, I'll explain that a little bit. But um, could I play yeah, a little of bit course. of the flute? Hey, please. Um, oh, we'll see how how that goes. This one's a G double flute. So if you know that second little section that I played had another note in it, and I was playing both sides. And a double flute or a drone flute 
one side um, is just one note, and that note matches the lowest note on the melodic side where all the holes are. Wow. So you can kind of play back and forth, and it becomes more like a, a duet. It sounded like, yeah, it sounded like there was two instruments playing. Yeah, and which that's is pretty inc- special. That's so really I pretty special. much fall in love with the double flute. I'll, I'll play single flutes, and they're beautiful. But um, oh these are also gosh. really easy, as easy to play as, as the single flutes. I um, mean, I've gotten, like, instruments have given me like the chills before but that was like all over full body chills like that was intense (laughs) that's a very intense Uh instrument oh my gosh yeah it can take people places a lot of people get visions of the forest yeah oh oh it was like when you said when you said flagstaff that was like exactly where my mind kind of went with when i heard that sound it took me to the desert like the arizona Mm -hmm. desert and then the mountains those pine trees they have over there holy moly yeah so the flute, um, I've been really captured by the flute. Yeah, I love I love uh, helping people break that barrier, thinking they can't they can't play the flute, mm-hmm. and in like five minutes, where they're starting to make the sound because these flutes are designed um, to just blow into instead of having to have a special mm-hmm. way to play it. Um, it's just a matter of understanding how you need to hold it, like have the holes covered and how you go up and down like some people pick up a flute and they're just like <laughs> and it's not going to sound very good because it's not organized right. so way to you know how to how to how to um you know, hold it and then start using the breath and, and you really start feeling that connection between the breath and the sound and how and that can become its own beautiful relationship and a personal tool for me to like chill me the f out yeah <laughs> you well, know? they talk about like pranayama right like the the just the act of, you know, concentrating on the breath and, yeah. and closing the nostrils. It's kind of similar to the flute in that That's way. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And the way that I play and I like to play at events um, is very long notes, mm-hmm. you know, for the mo- like I'll, I'll have a lot of long notes and that's just like one breath out, you know, what can I do in that one breath? Yeah. And come back and what's the next step? And I'm not planning out the anything. song on the flute or anything. I'm just allowing oh my gosh i'm like for that expression wow i want i want a flute <laughs> you're gonna get one someday that's the problem i come in here i'm like i want everything i'll take one of everything please <laughs> i actually get that a lot which i really like and it, it makes me feel like i'm i'm on the right track oh gosh you know yes 100 I mean? the world yeah. needs more people like like you there that... aren't there aren't a lot of places where people can come and try these you can find these instruments online but there aren't um you know there aren't places where people can just go and play them all so i'm happy to be developing that now so that yeah people can just come play and discover and and, and find something that works for them you know and to to really encourage people that one they are creative beings that they were born musical um, and also um, you know, especially for like different practitioners that I talk with and different teachers like I work with a lot of yoga teachers and and different types of healing practitioners to help them also move through those barriers like I don't know what I'm doing you know it's like, oh you don't you don't need to be in your brain about it just drop in and just start playing and you're holding that space for the healing potential the instruments bring you into that space too yeah and so you don't necessarily have to like prepare yourself and then like (laughs) okay i'm ready now right (sighs) 
I'm in my zen now. I can play music. <laughs> yeah, it's like they actually, it's, it's a beautiful cycle. It's like a vortex. You know? It brings you into that space just through the act of playing. And I think that there's a magic in that um, that we're just tapping into. That I feel like I'm just tapping into by, by, by discovering these instruments. So what? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Let's, like... do, let's do the Sensula next. Okay. Um, this is a type of kalimba, and the, the kalimba originates um, in Africa, um, but this is a, a, a German company um, called Hokama, and they're a, they're a family-run company, and I, I read more, I haven't met them in person yet. Um, I'm friends with someone who, who is connected to them, um, and that would be so cool to visit them. Oh, what? <laughs> I did not. Oh, I never would think to do that. It's the most watery, metallic. And so it has a special design, which allows you to, so you can, well, I can describe it. Um, so the, there's a kalimba, like a piece of wood and, and these metal tines on top, but it's mounted on this um, resonant, like a, a drum head. And it's got this oval kind of frame. I know it might be hard to imagine if you're listening to this, but that design allows for that wah-wah type of sound. I'm just kind of lifting it up and down off the surface. into that like vibraphone effect oh you know? so, so I use this a lot um, I, I use everything in, in, in when I'm playing it, you know if it makes sense to do that but I also use this like I love to share this with different facilitators and teachers if they have a time when there's like a share circle mm-hmm. you know like where people are sharing whatever piece it it's gentle enough sound wise and easy enough to play that um, if I'm supporting a workshop I'll often bring this out to just add a nurturing field of sound so that people it's like a safety like lullaby you know kind of dreamy um, soundscape that you can create just with this one instrument and I've actually combined it because of its watery nature uh, I've combined it with um, more water sounds like the tide and um, or the ocean, and that's a really nice combination. Also, a beautiful instrument to sing with. That's a that's something that I've heard a lot with this one. Yeah. It's a nurturing yeah. feeling like you're back in that space where it's just you're completely safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you were mentioning your tongue drum. Um, that might be a good one to go into next. Yeah. Um, so the, the drum that I have uh, with me on this podcast is a, uh, another pretty local maker 
Um, these are called genius drums, um, and they're made in Los Angeles. And um, his his drums are really cool. Uh, Jameson, um, he has his own artistic flair on them. So he, he creates, his one of his missions is just to get as many of these out in the world as possible and getting people playing music. Um, he does uh, music installations with them, like like street installations. Like I'll take them to festivals and create these like trees with a bunch of these drums on them. And he did this really cool floating um, temple, like actually on the water, they built like this floating structure that you could walk onto and like, um, some of his drums, when you have the, the there's a, there's a design where he has a hole on the top and it's sealed on the bottom, and you can you actually can float in the them water. in water. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, anyways, uh, I love Jameson. We have a really beautiful friendship as well, and I get to see him in person, um, and uh, we love to support each other. Uh, I love what he's doing. So, the tongue drums. Um, there's different. There's, there's a lot of makers around the world now. They're, really, they're about 20 years old uh, in terms of a, being an instrument in the world. And um, the really cool thing about a lot of them is that they're, they're made from upcycled propane tanks. Yeah, I've seen, right? I've seen the videos. And it's pretty you're wild. It was not an easy process to make these because um, uh, from, the, from like upcycling that metal, there's a lot of like grinding, scraping, like just like prepping the metal so that it can be turned into this instrument. And so there's, there's actually two, two pieces um, from propane tanks, like two of the tops, I think, um, like cut off, you know, prepped and then welded together. And then the notes, um, the tongues, um, what we would call the tongues, are cut into the top. Uh, so and then tuned to a specific scale. But what makes them really fun to play is that, like, typically uh, most of the makers have these mallets with, like, Super Bowls on them, basically. <laughs> some kind of Super Bowl, you know, or some version of that. Sometimes they look fancier or less fancy. Um, but they're, this is the instrument where I've heard the most from people who are like, oh, I'm not, I'm not musical, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they've, they, they've been in that category in their mind for a long time. And they say, oh, well, just, just try it. You, you can't do anything wrong. That's a good thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> you really can't. There's no wrong just, way to play. Just take this little stick with a ball in it and just bounce it on these notes that are cut out. And that's how I generally approach them. I don't, I don't know what these notes are. And I love how it's this kind of circular pattern on, on top of any of these drums. It's not like, um, like we'll, we'll hear the, the xylophone, all the notes are in a row, so you can kind of guess, so it's higher note, lower. I mean, these are different size notes on here, uh, but but you can just randomize, you can just play however, and it turns into this, kind of that dreamy sound too. Sometimes what I like to do with the steel tongue drum is to create a little pattern, you know. Yes. Anyways. Oh. Yeah. So so 
steel tongue drums come in like so many different kinds of scales and so I have a bunch here uh, I have other makers that I work with um, three main makers right now and um, that I get drums regularly I have an artist in Canada kindred spirit drums and then I have an artist uh, that of the drum that you have um, Dimitri he's uh, aist drums a-i-s-t and he's actually in Russia and we met on Instagram that is so um, wild which is cool I saw like this really cool design I've never seen before and I and I reached out to him and we, we developed a, a relationship um, online uh, where you know kind of you get really got to build trust there like are you gonna send me some stuff I want to try to sell them and let's let's like let's figure out what kind of cool design and so for his um, I'm combining the the artistry of a local company which does laser cut designs um, they're named they're called laser trees What's up, Sean? <laughs> I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, but Laser Trees, they do like these beautiful wall art. Um, I have some. I was just going to ask you, you have, she has this beautiful wall art, you guys, and they're like these beautiful, just, oh my gosh. And I'm it's like, really I'm, intricate. I was going to ask you where just, you got them because yeah, I so want them. Yeah, so that's Laser Trees. Um, and uh, they do pendants. They do they do these like crystal grid, um, like sacred geometry stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say like the Metatron. I've been looking. Yeah. This also, is like as close yeah. as I you can get. You gotta look at their yeah. website, lasertrees.com. <laughs> so they're um, they actually they've worked with Genus Drums um, with Jameson to to create the stencil a lot of the stencil art that he does on top. He does this spray painted. I was gonna say it's um, so stencil gorgeous. Art. Yeah. Um, so he all his drums are always unique in the coloring, and so that's I really love about that. But back to the Zen drum, which is the one that you have, um, those designs that I'm putting on top now. You have one with a note in the middle, though, right? It doesn't have. Uh, oh yeah, it does have a note. Doesn't in the middle. have. So yeah. so then I moved um, with with um, Dimitri to for him to provide me the, the the tuned drums, but then kind of open on the top, no note in the middle, and um, I'm putting these beautiful laser cut designs. They're like these cherry wood um, sticker designs. Um, that are sacred geometry and things like that. Oh, so yeah. I'm combining that local company with this artist from Russia, and That's it's like, so okay, rad. we're making some uh, like a unique line for beautiful sounds, and they're really being received well. So. Um, uh, that's been that's really fun. I, I think I have the I have the most artists of the steel tongue drums. Yeah, uh, in their in their handcraft because there's there's lots of different looks and feels of those and um, it's just how how it's unfolded. Well, I love yeah. the tongue drums too because like the ones that I have specifically, I can lay on people during a reiki mm-hmm. session and I do it toward the end to kind of balance out everything and the um, the response I get from people when I play it on top of them. Yeah, it's wild because yeah it because you can f- you physically feel that vibration just coming over your entire right. body yeah and actually um there are a couple of instruments that are really good actually the sanzula that i just played the the kalimba you can also put on the body that's really nice on the sacrum oh. uh, in the back area like along the spine you can kind of like feel it it's really interesting i love that you brought that up in your own personal uh in your practice um in your reiki practice speaking of ones that you can put on oh, the body wow. oh, how about God. how about we move into the monolina <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so, so this is a really beautiful instrument. It's, it's a type of instrument um, in the monochord family. And monochords um, typically have a large section of strings that are all the same note. Um, and as we, we were playing with this earlier, and you, you could hear that even though they're the same note, there's a lot more sound in there that you would imagine. And so they're each resonating each other and kind of amplifying all of the different frequencies that are actually within and, and available that we don't maybe normally hear, like overtones and things like that that come out. 
even though they're all the same note. And on this particular one, this is a Monolina from Fieltone, a really wonderful company, also from Germany actually. They make these, this, uh, they're, they're like a sound healing furniture company or like larger pieces. And so this is a version that's actually more portable and designed for practitioners um, to incorporate and actually put on the body. And maybe like I'll play a little bit, but then I'll have you lay down and I'll do that thing on your feet at least that we we're talking about. Yeah. So you could like lay down this way and, and maybe we can uh, just so you can experience that. Yes. That's one of the, the, the most interesting things I learned when I like received it on my feet. Uh, it can be put on the back and the front. Um, and, and so you can really feel that vibration um, moving into the body. It's really quite cool. Um, but the sound is amazing too. And uh, I'll play a little bit now. So this has some other notes besides those that I said. It has these bass strings that, that are an octave below and then like a harmony section. Uh, but I'll just play it. And it's got these melody strings up top too. This instrument has a lot of subtlety. There's a lot of subtle, beautiful um, sounds that they may or may not get picked up with their mic, but um, this instrument was specifically designed to use on people's bodies, you know, and then also just to be played as a musical instrument because it has some of these other, other sounds there, but uh, yeah, so I was like, I gotta, I gotta bring that into beautiful sounds, like, because as you've been experimenting, like, with the drums and some other uh, instruments um, on people's bodies, like, to actually then start incorporating something that was specifically designed is like, oh, okay, <laughs> they know what they're doing. Okay, that's. Why don't you lay down, um, okay. and then just with your uh, on your on your. Yeah, Tommy, yeah, uh, with okay. your feet towards me, actually, so we can feet, try that. Only because, only because, that's the the coolest. And maybe <laughs> rotate yourself. Uh, I'm moving my feet. <laughs> Getting creative. Uh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Getting creative here. <laughs> so I'll place this, and I don't know if you want to change that mic, but. So you can kind of, yeah, really let the vibrations, it can go up into the bones and just kind of, our body becomes a great conductor of the vibration. 
Can you feel that? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and so you can put this like up on the legs and up on the back and, and create a whole session, you know, at least a section of a session where it's just this, this sound and vibration. Can um, you feel that? Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's nice, right? Yeah. I'm literally like my head is like drooling over here. Yeah, I'm kind of spinning a little bit. It's wild. Oh, take take your time. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine. Sound sound healing at the podcast. Whoa. (laughs) And the the beauty is um, this isn't a complex this isn't a complex instrument to um, to learn how to play it off. I was just literally like just pulling my fingers down along the strings. So it still fits in that category of easy to play. Like you can learn to play this right away. And then there's techniques, you know, to get maybe better sound out of it or how to how to do it. There's trainings available um, through my friend Bo Nielsen. Um, he, uh, he's the one who I took a training from, it was uh, a weekend. So he has, he, he started to train people as well in, in the finer details. In order for me to even carry it with beautiful sounds, um, they requested that I take a training. Really? But, but I can also share like some basics. Um, but yeah, Bo's, Bo's an awesome practitioner. Uh, he actually has a, a more um, more instruments from field tone as well, including something called a sound chair, which I may have someday um, here at Moonhaven, um, where it's a similar setup. They also have a sound table, and they have a whole bunch of interesting things. Uh, but where, where, so in the sound chair, you're sitting in this sort of like big rocking chair looking thing with like the back goes up. It feels really regal, you know, to sit in it. But then the strings are played behind, and so you can feel it's even more of a like full body uh, experience because you're in the vessel. You're like sitting in the 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 ver- the, the thing that's vibrating. I can't even the wood, what yeah. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's the monolina. Oh my gosh. Um, and maybe we could stick with the strings yes. uh, oh. and move into this other heavenly instrument. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just have a couple of stringed instruments right now with beautiful sounds, but they're both phenomenal. So the one that you just experienced, um, the monolina. Um, and then this is called the reverie harp uh, that I'm holding right now. It's a small lap harp. It has metal strings just like the monolina. Um, and, uh, but it, it's a completely different instrument. So it's designed for more melody, um, playing. So each of the strings are different, uh, notes, uh, but it was designed, um, for music therapy in mind, um, to bring into hospice, hospitals, um, and make it really easy and beautiful for anyone to play, including the different, um, uh, people who are coming in to care for the patients, for the patients themselves, if they're able. Um, it's in a pentatonic tuning, which allows for any of the strings to be played with other strings. So right now I'm just holding it in my lap um, and kind of picking with my fingers. You can just sort of... <laughs> can uh, just stroke along the strings or play little patterns. And I think this instrument's coming into its own with beautiful sounds now. I've um, I've had it on my website for a while, but um, now people are starting to be drawn to it even more. I think probably because I'm taking it out and about more and playing it in my own events. Um, but just in the last few weeks, I've, I've uh, sold a couple of these to different types of practitioners. 
What's really great about the size of this is that um, it's it's a handheld you know instrument, and you can you can put it in different places. Like right now, I'm just changing the position of it, so it's laying. I'm cross-legged, right, and and it's laying against the front of my body, just just right in front. It's about the size of my torso up to my chest. It's a, it's such a great size, and it's it's rounded on the edges. It's just a really it's a really beautiful beautiful instrument. This is made out of Minnesota, the company called Music Makers, and they have a bunch of other types of stringed instruments, um, like with metal strings, and they, they they create these harp these kits, you know, so people can put them together themselves. But I just bought the one that was ready already made. Um, but another beautiful stringed instrument. I'm going to be expanding more on, on some easy to play stringed instruments uh, even more uh, over time but uh, these two are like home runs yeah you can't play it wrong 100%. you cannot you can't play you cannot play this wrong you can even um there are little mallets you can get that are like a hammer dulcimer mallets that you can kind of play with but i find that just playing it with the fingers is is the best Just keep playing over and over again. I was gonna say, yeah, it's just wild how stroke it's like the angels are the angels they're coming in <laughs> totally i was on a sing operatic style oh my god that's amazing oh. is that is that like resonance all your yeah you only have those two stringed instruments which is so incredible yeah yeah oh Let's see um, how about the we can do the chimes yeah wow. let's see i i I've been working with this um, company called Free Notes, which is out of Durango, uh, Colorado. And um, they have created um, 
these wonderful xylophones, um, which are these metal bars on top of uh, these resonators. Um, and, and again, this is a pentatonic tuning, so it means pretty much all the notes go together. Like, Has, you know, um, scales scales in Asia have more pentatonic tuning and almost has that feeling. Also. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. So the the free notes come in. Um, the xylophones from free notes come in four different tunings. So I think this one's like. Teenagers, it's really happy and bright and super easy again for anyone to play. You're just walking up with the mallets. These are like fancy Super Bowl versions. <laughs> but there's a, you feel it. Yeah, there's Super Bowl in there. Some kind of rubber ball. And just striking the, the notes, and you can't do anything wrong. blessings of having this as my business is that I I I have all these at my mm -hmm. uh, you know I can bring them out and, and play them all um, at different events and so when I'm going to be playing for um, depend, depending on what I'm playing for I'll just feel into okay what, what kind of sound do I want today but yeah. uh, but really it's pretty simple might be like, oh, I've been playing that one for a while, so let me bring this other one and just mix it up, mix up the, the tuning, like the Sanzala that I was playing earlier. Um, I can change the tuning of that. That's a really great instrument, you know, um, that you, you can change the, the sound. The, the drums are just what they are. Yeah, they are. Right? Yeah, you can't change that. not too much you can change yeah. with the drums. Yeah, so um, flute, same thing, you know, but um, but with the, the, the kalimba, you can actually change the notes more, and the, the stringed instruments, you can change a little bit, change the tunings and stuff. Um, what about... Oh, my gosh. Okay. This thing is... Okay, so a lot of people call this the UFO drum. It's called... So, okay, I've heard more that there's some kind of controversy over, like, them being called hand pans versus hang drums. Like... I'm going to tell you what I know about yeah, that. Yeah, what do you know about that? Because okay, well, I feel like this, it's a little controversial topic. Oh, um, so the main thing to know is that the hung uh, was the original style of this instrument. Anything else is a hand pan. Okay. But people will call them all sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, but um, so what I have here is a uh, another local maker. Um, this is uh, Stephen Morris's company in Los Angeles. It's Hamza Handpans, which I really love. He has the best logo. Um, it's on the bag. We, it's not here right now, but um, he's been making handpans for I think about six years, um, or maybe five years, something like that. And um, and. We've we've decided to, to to team up to bring his handpans more down into San Diego. Um, he's a beautiful soul too. Um, all the makers are so they have such a 
beautiful spirit to tap into. I can't wait to tell more of their stories. Um, so Hanpan has like this mystique around it or mm-hmm. something. There's a, there's something special about it that people are really drawn to. It's a hand hand created. Uh, it comes with these like round shells, and then they're they can be like pressed into these notes and then hand tuned. Uh, you know, they're like hammered out. And I didn't, I've never made one. I, I'm not sure. I'm just going to say it's some kind of magical process that takes a long time I, yeah, I to feel master. Like they're, they're to master how to, how to create the notes. steel drum the caribbean steel drum which is um if you took like we call it the ufo drum because it's kind of this rounded instrument right if you took the top of the the hand pan um and you flipped it upside down then you 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 get an idea this is like an basically what started out as an inverted uh caribbean steel steel drum drum developed to be played with the hands and not mallets um so so and it took them a really long time originators to really figure out how do you work with the metal what kind of metal thickness and like how do you how do you do that there's a whole documentary on on that i don't know if you've ever seen that i think it's on netflix maybe not <laughs> it's on no, youtube somewhere. i haven't seen it yet I think it's on youtube uh, about the I, I don't even know what the title is of it but but i was really thrilled to to meet steven um, and connect with him because I had been wanting to bring in handpans into beautiful sounds for a long time, um, but hadn't found any makers who uh, were willing to work with me as a reseller. Um, yeah. Uh, because many of them have, um, and so does Steven too, like a, a waiting list. Yeah, you know, uh, they take people. a long time they to make. They take a long time. They're pretty expensive, you know, comparatively. Um, you know, some of these pans, they can be anywhere from like 1800 to, you know, 3,000 or more out in the world, you know, and so Stephen is someone who's really trying to m- make them as accessible as possible while still being able to make money for the effort it takes to create yeah. them. Uh, he showed me one drum he made that they're getting really uh, pretty fancy, these, uh, where there's like notes on the bottom. I was just going to say, there's notes on the bottom? Like, I, I know um, uh, a player in, uh, who, who I've worked with um, in a group that I'm in now called Sonic Davis. Uh, it's a collective of, of uh, 17 or 18 of us that aren't performing all at once, but um, we've performed a couple times up in L.A. in a cathedral. Uh, this is a vision of Linda Arnold up in Long Beach. We all met at Shakti and Bhakti Fest, and she had this vision of, like, wow, I really want to bring us all together and have this divine feminine um, sound healing sort of perform immersive performance. So we have, like, we have all these instruments, and we have to all be mic. There's harp, and there's even, we've had the the monochord and handpan and so um shireen is a, is a player who's who's with us um who plays handpan and she just got one that has like 17 notes or something like what? that <laughs> yeah um yeah so anyways uh, i was like wow how do you even like how do you balance I, it's a brand that? new instrument for me um so you just start and, and there's different teachers you can teach yourself but it's like a whole nother way to play it with notes underneath but for the beautiful sounds um i'm working with steven to create um a, a smaller grouping of, of scales that are really amenable for for healing work and just that you know and the sound healing genre um and also um 
because a lot of the people I work with aren't wouldn't call themselves musicians, right? They're, yeah, they're, they're healers, they're facilitators, yeah, they're, they're just regular people. Yeah. Um, and so I want, in order for this instrument to do really well, I think with with my audience, I want to like actually sometimes it's better to narrow the choices yeah. instead of like infinite number of scales. We'll say, how about ten? <laughs> you know, how about ten scales? And then you know, and then have all these different options and things like that, so people can still have that. Freedom, like what kind of finish and you know what not only what scale but like how many notes within that scale do you want and like what your budget is being able to match that I've heard much more eloquent playing before so I feel oh like my, a baby are you kidding I feel like me? a beautiful giraffe or a beautiful giraffe no octopus I was gonna say an awkward <laughs> giraffe that was just born on this compared to how I feel like I can play the other instruments right now so we all have our own mm-hmm. levels of understanding ourselves and and you know and and hopefully it sounds you know great but I also you know being a percussionist um, helps uh, with this one a little bit because it's it's a very like it feels more like you have a drum in front of you like you're kind of playing with just the melodic drum but it's a kind of a different shape and kind of like all up in front of you so it's, it's a different playing experience so hand pans now available through beautiful <laughs> i was doing a happy dance coming you gotta down get yourself for, a hand pan uh, yeah meeting with steven and and, and uh he entrusted me with two i sold one to our good friend melody yeah she's got one um, oh man ricky room um so i'm really excited to see where this will go um, oh i feel like that is gonna go yeah into so many different amazing realms taking a lot of risks um but uh like like for instance i'm now converting my home that i've been in for 10 years we're, we're saying here we are at moonhaven moonhaven's like brand new as a, a in in some ways so yeah um i've had this house as a group house and and um and that's been part of like how i've been able to pursue my passion with music is to rent out rooms in my house i'm looking through this archway that's been created this this uh, opening from the living room into um what is now the the instrument sanctuary that that used to be someone's bedroom like so i've been slowly over this past uh, starting in january um shifting the home into more of a place where people are gonna a communal come, space communal space to come and enjoy uh the instruments to to start partaking in different kinds of trainings different kinds of retreats like my my have a long range vision of creating a space where facilitators um who i know locally um and who i've worked with you know that they may see this space as somewhere they can really uh, bring small groups and and go deeper so like so often we're, we're we're utilizing yoga studios and there's so many in san diego or like those are like a lot of the spaces um and they're often very wonderful spaces really beautiful spaces um and sometimes they're really expensive to, to as a facilitator in order to do like a training or a retreat um that can be a little more pricey and so my hope is that moonhaven can be seen as a really homey warm mm-hmm. you felt it when you came in you know just the a welcoming and and energetically clear 
uh, space that people can really um, yeah drop in uh, and, and feel like held yes you know, that's the held. perfect word I totally yeah. feel held in your space Thank like you. it, yeah no it's yeah incredible I just keep thinking about like how comfortable it is here it doesn't cool. feel like sometimes like you said yoga studios tend to feel a little sterile sure like, even though they're yeah. not but it's just it's, there's a lot of people coming in and out yeah a lot of energy uh, shifting in and yeah. out so this is because you actually live here your energy is what resides you know here as well yeah yeah permanently yeah and i have a really unique plot of land yes uh, here in the middle of city heights um where um we did a little walkthrough earlier and so i've got an, a fruit tree orchard um and like a some different spaces that i'm starting to develop where so if someone came and was doing a retreat here they could go oh, okay we have this inside space um there's like this deck and patio that's all going to be private soon i'm creating putting up those bamboo panels and so like an outdoor space there and then another outdoor space you know different spaces in the front i can kind of create these little zones where you can create an event that's more than like a couple hours you know if you want to have a different environment you can go oh, okay we can do this other thing out here we'll do and then we'll switch i don't know i'm just trying to think of like what would what would be really neat you know to be able to you know have a space that's really versatile yeah um but is is um you know where where I get to you know it's, it's like I get to be here you know I'm not always going to be part of every event but I am a resource too to be you know hired into an event potentially yeah. or the instruments can be incorporated into someone's event because they're all right here you know like it's just incredible how do we do it right the possibilities I feel like are endless for this space I just yeah oh my goodness the only limitation is the size but that's kind of cool because you say okay you have to keep it let's small have, yeah like 12 participants maybe up to 15 or something if everybody has to lie down, it's a little smaller in here. <laughs> but uh, hopefully the outside will help with that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, have, uh, I have really good feelings, and I just know everything that I've done. When I'm really listening to myself and listening to the messages coming to me, like the whispers, the, mm -hmm. the whether I think it's my own idea or not, Either way, I feel it's all coming from the same place. Yeah. Um, you know, from source, from there's there's a directional. Yeah. You know, I, I I listen to Abraham Hicks. Often. Yeah. Um. And uh, but one of the things that I took away the most from anything I've listened to is that we can use our our emotions, our emotions as our guidance system. It's, we're heading in the right direction if we're feeling more joyful. We're feeling like more positive about something and it's okay to have our all the range of emotions coming through but not necessarily to like completely dwell on it so i just know like okay wow that really lights me up now of course will we have that that show on netflix with <laughs> the, 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 like the, the designing show or whatever it is like organizer <laughs> what's her name olga marie Kondo. <laughs> she's all over the place yeah so what brings you what sparks, what joy? sparks joy yeah i think that's a beautiful concept um too that and it's just another way to say it you know like following the inspiration has led me to in, in in allowing for like life by design or you know what's the phrase it's just allowing it to unfold and so like yeah i didn't know that i would be i wasn't planning for turning my home into like a venue or or store or uh you know any of those things it just organically happened yeah i'm just like following like well what's happening next and and also i'm quite a homebody so I'm trying to create a more efficient, in, in some ways, you know, efficient and yet yeah, and more impactful because of it, of that. 
Well, I think too, the fact Leveraging. that you can come here and you can really get your hands on these instruments in a safe space where you're not having to worry about, you know, outside influence too. Like mm-hmm. you don't have passerbys, you don't have that, that, that interruption right. that can kind of sometimes get into kind of block those sorts of feelings that you might get from a specific instrument. It right. You be, like, you know, we walk into a guitar center, right? And you go in and you play the guitar. And, yeah, and everybody's going crazy. And it's a little overwhelming. It's like hyper-stimulating. So you're just like... Fluorescent lights. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just horrible. So it's yeah. like, I feel like you can't really get like a true feeling for an instrument in those types of environments. So this is so different in that. And especially if you're going to bring in an instrument into your life for in like a for like for your own meditation your own healing your own you know use or as a practitioner you know to use it as a tool you want to really be able to hear it and find the one that's most resonant for you yeah Uh, and you can't always do that in a loud environment no not at all so this is an incredible space you guys have to check it out it's just insane yeah so i with that i i um, have people contact me and um set up uh one-on-one appointments so usually it's through so far it's been like through Facebook. I have a Beautiful Sounds Facebook page. I'm on Instagram, Play Beautiful Sounds. One of the ways that I'm sharing besides people coming to me uh, here to the sanctuary for the instruments um, is also going out. Um, now I'm, I'm going more to trainings, like professional healing trainings. So I've worked with different yoga teacher trainers. I've worked with, I'm hoping to get into some Reiki trainings and other, uh, maybe um, uh, healing touch and, and, and acupuncture, you know, students working with them to, to show them how they can bring these instruments. That's the perfect environment for me to come in as a guest teacher. And so I want to put that out there. If there's anybody who's doing trainings for any type of energy work, any type of healing work, um, where you think there's a a great, it could be a specialty workshop as well, but, um, where we can show the students, you can, bring in uh, the element of sound healing with some very easy instruments. That's what this is all about. Yeah. This is what Beautiful Sounds is about. Um, That intersection of music and healing and also like taking down the barriers of um, what sound healing is. Mm -hmm. And we were saying that earlier. So like I was coming up, I've been thinking about, oh, okay, I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach more. How do I teach? What do I teach? And I've been trying some different things. Um, and, And so I had to really think about what are the things that I do that I don't even think uh, that that now now would be great to be able to describe in words? How do I understand how I work with sound? How do I work with music um, in a healing capacity? Yeah. And so there's so many different types of systems out there with different frequency ranges or like the lenses of the chakras or the, you know, there's so many different ways you can look at them. And for me, um, it really comes down to the presence piece like getting out of the mind as the player you know yeah even if it's just for you and if you're going to bring it into a healing session into like uh, into a group experience whatever you want to do with the instruments first starting with yourself and allowing yourself to drop into a presence with the sound with the instruments and with the space i've i've coined this now simple sound healing simple sound healing because um i I don't get fancy with this. Share with people that they don't have to be a musician. They don't have to have, like, spend thousands of dollars on on trainings uh, to to start incorporating instruments into their work, into their life, you know, whatever. You don't 
that's the beauty of all of these instruments. They, they, you can play them right away. Um, and they have this amazing effect yeah. that maybe we can't, you know, I'm not we'll trying understand. to, yeah. We'll never be able to measure it. Or like with our mind, it. yeah. But, but from all the reflections of people, you know, from just starting to play them or, or who have experienced their sounds, it's like, yeah, just pick one up and start playing. <laughs> so one of the, the instruments that actually I've, I've sold the most of, um, and I think because it's, it's less, maybe it's, it's less intimidating than some. So this is called a flow chime and, um, it's a series of, um, tubes of aluminum tubes that have been tuned to different notes and they're, they're strung, um, they're strung like a ladder, have a, a flexible, uh, ladder, like on these strings. And I'm holding it at the top, so. What makes them really amazing is, listen to how long these notes go for, for one. So this is just one strike on a couple notes and the, the sound is still going. So that the sustain on these is incredible, meaning that how long the sound stays in the air. Um, and so you can just... You can follow that. You can follow it, yep. exactly. Um, these were designed uh, like this sort of ladder, uh, you know, flexible kind of ladder shape so that you, you could move them in space. I'm actually holding it by um, this loop of a, of a string loop here on the top and it allows me to like twist it and you can hear when, when it moves that the sound wave kind of shifts. There's like a, I don't even know what to call it. I don't know. What would you say? It was like a reverb or like... But I don't know what the technical term is, but we can just call it magic. Yeah, moving sound waves. Moving sound waves, yeah. And so... On my website, I have, um, I put up this series of videos I did with these um, where you can, they're just moves. They're like ways you can experiment with moving them. And I gave them little names like gentle helicopter and <laughs> circle. <laughs> just to give people an idea of like how they can, you know, start playing them. Um, these are super popular with yoga teachers and practitioners of different sorts because they're, they roll up into this really portable, like you can take it anywhere. Um, and they have the most, I would say like bang for the buck. They're one yeah. of the least expensive instruments I have uh, in the Beautiful Sounds collection, but they often have the most impact, like especially working with a group, like say in a, um, well, in a sound journey or in a, in a group experience, like a, in a yoga class at the end where everybody's laying down, um, nobody's looking at you. <laughs> for those who are shy about playing and you can walk through the room and really move the sound around the space and you can do that with several of these other instruments but in terms of like how you were describing it earlier where the sound reaches all the corners of the room mm -hmm. so it has a it has that element it, it just travels and for me it feels like that that length of that sound you're saying you can follow it you can, you can sort of yeah. that and it's an expansive feeling to me as well as going into the infinite space within yes right? like so a meditative like that, space it's, so it's a coherence you know from that infinite space within to
to that infinite space without. And to me, that's just incredible. So these are these are really starting to take off, um, and uh, I love sharing them. And these, I'd say, along with the um, with the monolina, were developed specifically for sound healing, like more so than it, than any of them. The other ones fall in more of the category of, of musical instrument that also can be played in a really healing way. And so this is the flow chime, and there's five different tunings. This one happens to be water. Water, there's water, fire, space, air, and earth. And uh, I have them all here at the instrument sanctuary for people to try. Oh, wow. One of, uh, there's a local um, uh, sound healer and yoga teacher, Mark Carter. Uh, he and his... Um, business partner Jen Dawson um, whoops, have a Zen soul balance and Mark recently did a workshop at Trilogy Sanctuary in La Jolla where he um, he featured the flow chimes he did a thing all about metals cools like gongs uh, chimes and Tibetan bowls and he did a class in that so I, I, I lent him um, the full set of the flow chime so so the big the big mama <laughs> you guys gotta see this monstrosity <laughs> this thing is huge <laughs> So this is like three times as big as the swinging chimes. It's called the sound wing. And there's actually different models of this that are different sizes. This is the biggest one, but I love it. Um, and it's called the spiral sound wing. And uh, let's give it a whirl. church the raised platform area um uh, but the sound wing was placed in the center uh, uh kind of right where people were laying down we had like 200 plus people laying down in there um and uh so at one point we had a section that was just chimes and the flow chimes were brought out um and moved through the space and then the sound wing was played too and that was a really special how beautiful special section. 
So wow. Yeah, we shared quite a few instruments today. <laughs> <laughs> All of which are super yeah. easy to play and like very oh. intense. Oh, Sean's pointing at the didgeridoo. <laughs> so I don't sell didgeridoos, but I'm happy to play it if we want to have a little section of didgeridoo. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know if we'll blast out the mic. I guess we'll see. <laughs> so this is one of the oldest instruments in the world. When was it? When when do they? When do they? How far back do they think it dates back to? No idea. Really? All I know is it's one of the oldest instruments in the world. The cavemen <laughs> were playing it. Indigenous, indigenous people of Australia. Wow. Uh, were the ones who created this instrument. <laughs> she's like crawling on the floor gotta get to the mic we just we've, been, we've been we've been fiddling with the mic um to get it to so it's optimal for each and every instrument because they're all at different levels so she, this one was like on the floor so she's like crawling on the floor like the wobble as i crawl on the ground i was actually i was actually um watching um i have i have a few recordings i put up on my facebook page um of me um offering a sound journey experience and one of them was at shakti fest and at that that year um we were outside on on one of the the small stage we got to be like on a stage and people were like laid out um and i was really laughing because it was the same thing happened i had been playing didgeridoo and it was like towards the end and then and then i'm just like i'll just I'll just get down there. I'll just lay down. I'll, I'll talk to people because nobody's watching. They're just, I think, they're just, they're just laying down. I'll just get down on on the ground, and but then eventually I had to like get up and because <laughs> it looked kind of dumb after a while. I was like, we're ending now, and you know, I'm laying down with a mic at my face. You know, uh, anyways. Wow. Well, all these instruments are so incredibly beautiful and easy to play, hence play beautiful sounds but also simple sound healing yeah 100 percent, super simple i have not a musical bone in my body however when i pick up one of these instruments i all of a sudden feel like i become like this grand composer because i don't uh-huh. even have to really even try and it just it just sort of flows out of you and it's like you said you do get into that space of like just being in it and allowing it to flow in this way that's just unreal yeah we are we are creative beings we we have the capacity to not only heal ourselves but you know bring ourselves into a um a place of greater wholeness you know within ourselves 
you know there's actually scientific proof um, now around the action of playing music and how it affects our stress and that it can turn off our stress signalers um, mm. so actually playing the music and not just even hearing it so my hope um, is that people are inspired um, today whenever they're listening to this whatever day it is to rethink their capacity to to make beautiful music and mm-hmm. we have a lot of stories that we carry um from our life you know of times when we were shut down or we maybe we weren't given that encouragement needed to move forward you know it's always oh, yeah. important to feel encouraged um and also have the right kind of instruments to <laughs> actually create with my hope is to offer uh, a sense of permission oh, i love that right yeah we have permission to keep exploring and that we have a whole rest of our life to learn new things and um and that one uh, these instruments are exceptional um in drawing out the musician within us drawing out the you know and to change those stories um and to discover all the different ways, you know, the way that I create in my sound journeys is, is different than, than other people. You know, I've, I've developed my own, my own signature kind of sound and essence coming through me as I've allowed myself to, to play more. Um, and I just want to just put it out there that there's more and more experiences that people can have in San Diego and, and beyond, of course, as you're reaching people all over the place. So just look up sound healing or, you know, sound bath or sound journey in your city and um and see what's there and go have an experience if you haven't already um there there's a wide spectrum you can experience um with all these different instruments some people are just using their voice um you know that you can try um and uh if you've had that whisper before um that that you can have courage to try to try it and follow it right to do it, to do it um, and and to look at beautiful sounds as a as a as a great resource not only for that encouragement uh, but also some easy guidance to get started and um and i look forward to connecting uh with with anyone who who, who finds beautiful sounds um you know to to really enlighten their life through sound Oh, because it's such an enlightening experience using these instruments. Just it'll open up portals and channels in you that you didn't even know were there, and that's just such a beautiful thing. So I thank you for for showing us these beautiful instruments. I've always wanted to incorporate music and sound, and I've thought about activating my voice. And um, but for so many years, like you said, as a child, I was always kind of told like, well, you're not. I went to a performing arts school, which was really funny that like mm-hmm. I was sort of shut down in that way, um, you know, and not really shut down in a way where they were like, no, you're not good enough, but more of like from the performance aspect of it, I was never like called out for like solos or anything. So as a child, that can really inhibit that, that inside of you, that, that fire inside of you to make music. And then I joined band and I tried to play all the different instruments and I sucked at every single one. I couldn't do it. I was like you. I was impatient. I was like, I don't, yeah, yeah I'm not, <laughs> this is not, and I just felt like I was never a musically inclined person. And then I found these instruments and I think that was like the first instrument I think I was ever really kind of introduced to 
uh, as like an intuitive type of instrument was the handpan. And I remember watched the first time I heard it and it just took me to this place that I was like, what is this? And mm. why, where has it been my whole entire life? <laughs> I need one in my life. And then of course, you know, the logistics of it came into play and they were like, <laughs> oh, there's only so many. Well, I think they were called, I think the ones I saw were hang, hang drum, hung, 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 hung. hung. I can't say hung. it. They, yeah, hung, 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 hung drums. Hung. But just <laughs> because I can't say it doesn't mean I can't play it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was, and it's just been a journey now finding that there's so many other instruments that are just as easy to play. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm definitely on the, like, soft hunt, yeah. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Some instruments lead them lead me to other instruments. And, uh, well, I will yeah. say the tongue drum is a gateway drug. Yeah. It's a, it's a gateway <laughs> instrument. <laughs> yeah, I do. I definitely have people come in and they're like, ooh, okay, well, what, what can I realistically start with? And how, you know, and that that's what I really... I, I really see that happening is just, you know, as I keep growing uh, the collection into, you know, working with other artisans and other instruments, there's more chime instruments coming in soon. Um, there's a company from Israel called Beijing, uh, B-A, I think I'm pronouncing it right, J-I-N-N. But maybe you've seen an Instagram ad about it. I think I have actually. Is <laughs> yeah. it the one where it's like you hit it and then it's like one tone and it goes for like... There's like it's like in this bamboo resonator bowl kind of thing, but there's it's more like a bunch of chimes like this, and they have different tunings. So we're we're in toxin, so um, I'll be. Uh, you hit selling, it. And it's, just like, this. it's like this tone goes on for five minutes. They're really targeting hit. like the yoga yeah. community, yeah, and the healing community <laughs> as well. So I, I had a chance to talk with the um, person who created that, and uh, and I really love his his vision for creating more peace in the world through music. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. That's exactly He's a handpan maker too. But um Oh, yeah. is he really? Yeah. So there's a yeah, more to come. Yes. Well we look forward to watching your journey, watching you grow this beautiful space, Moonhaven. You know, so definitely keep your eyes peeled because I feel like there's gonna be a lot of really amazing things happening in this space. Yeah, well, uh, I'm really uh, looking to call in um, different facilitators and teachers who want a really beautiful space. Um, and I'm not going to do so many like one hour workshops, you know, like there's plenty of places where people can go and have that like quick experience, like fit it in their life and whatever. But what I'm looking to do is doing at least like three, two, three hour to half day to full day types of things. I'll be doing a few events here. Um, coming up with uh, regularly with Melanie Esperon, as we've talked about. Yes. We're doing something called Spirit and Sounds, um, where it's an intuitive circle. We're doing meditation um, with a live sound support, and she's doing readings with everybody. Um, and then also on uh, first moon days, <laughs> Monday, first moon days, I'm going to be working with my friend Kiara, who I also um, work with up at the Soul of Yoga. We do a regular full moon ceremony there. Um, uh, with Erica Lee as well at Soul of Yoga, which is always amazing. But here at Moonhaven, Kiara and I are going to do a breathwork circle, <gasps> breathwork oh, meditation yeah. and sound, like Love it. you know, and and really uh, work that. So we're, you don't see too many events like on Monday nights. So we're, no, I'm, I'm going to be looking to develop uh, Moon Days. As, uh, moon Days, I love it. <laughs> so Monday days. was actually you know named after the moon. So, um, so yeah, looking to kind of bring a series together slowly. I'll start with first first Mundies <laughs> at Moonhaven, <laughs> and uh, and then just doing other community events. Actually, I'll, I'll say this now too: on, on June eighth, I'm going to have a, a 
my grand opening. Oh, so beautiful. please come. Save uh, the June eighth. June eighth. June eighth. Yeah. So oh there's going to be um, art in the alley. I already have like um, a mural thing going on. Yeah. There's a there's a lot coming up. So June eighth will be the grand opening. I'm hoping to have a live band out there. I'll be like have an open house with the instrument sanctuary and the space generally, and and so art and music and and just relaxing and enjoying and creating community well thank you so much for having us and letting us you know play with these amazing instruments you guys if you have an opportunity and you're interested in facilitating or bringing sound into your practice this is the best space we have in san diego um feel free to reach out to miss karam because she has a beautiful sanctuary for you to come and try and find out what fits with you and what resonates with your soul so we thank her for welcoming us into her space and sharing these beautiful instruments that have made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up oh my gosh well thank thank you so much thank you for having me yes thank you it was lovely oh my gosh this was amazing more soon more soon oh gosh (laughs) I really want beautiful sounds online. Playbeautifulsounds.com. I want to play.